on. I'm on three seats. <laughs> Look, there goes the game. You're listening to Ithaca Now, WICB's weekly news program focused on stories in the Ithaca community. I'm your host, Cam Gasmer, and thank you for joining us. Tonight, we hear about the Winter Lights and Bites Festival. The chowder cook-off that would have taken place for its 11th year has unfortunately been canceled this year, but don't worry, there's still food options. How the state theater and music led to a big um, fundraiser really this weekend. How it went. I feel like the tone of the show was really good and heartfelt. And about a mural in Ithaca. Initially, the mural was created and painted in 2010 by the artist Jonathan Mattis. But up first, let's hear what's going on in the Ithaca area with our community bee. As Casella Waste Management begins a new five-year contract with Tompkins County, residents will have to deal with a $10 increase in their recycling fees. This past Tuesday night, the Tompkins County Legislature unanimously approved of the slightly larger fees for 2021, pushing the $60 fee now up to $70. County government has said that the $10 increase was put in place to help offset a significant increase in costs for contracted recycling services. Ithaca police officer Kevin Slattery is suspended after making comments to another officer about beating a suspect and planting evidence. Slattery himself reported the video to the department on November 6th. Ithaca police chief Dennis Nayer stated that Slattery has been promptly suspended and that further discipline will be considered after an internal investigation. Officer Slattery currently remains suspended with pay until the investigation is complete. Throughout late November, the all-volunteer Finger Lakes Land Trust was working on a protection project of a 324-acre property in Dryden. Now with its completion, they have reached an important milestone of 25,000 acres conserved since the trust's inception back in 1989. FLLT Executive Director Andrew Zepp mentioned that the acres include three dozen nature preserves and conservation areas that are open to the public to visit. The Tompkins County Health Department is urging county members to take extra precautions in preventing the spread of COVID-19 as numbers have increased since Thanksgiving. More than half of the 34 positive cases reported on December 1st have been tied to Thanksgiving gatherings and related travel. The health department strongly discourages non-essential gatherings and travel as the cases continue to spike across the county. The Tompkins County Health Department has announced a public health exposure after employee at Chow, an Italian restaurant located on Hickory Hollow Lane, tested positive for COVID-19. The possible public exposure took place between 3.30 p.m. and 7.45 p.m. on Sunday, November 29th. If you were at Chow during those times on November 29th, the health department recommends that you get tested at a Cayuga Health Sampling Site. One is located at the shops at the Ithaca Mall parking lot on 40 Catherwood Road between 8.30 a.m. and 4 p.m. The second site is located at 412 North Tioga Street from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Both sites are open from Monday to Friday of each week where an appointment is required. New York State is expecting to distribute the COVID-19 vaccine beginning on December 15th. 
Public health officials are prioritizing the delivery of the vaccine to residents and workers in nursing homes, as well as healthcare workers. Tompkins County Public Health Director Frank Krupa says nursing home residents, staff, and other frontline workers will be prioritized in receiving the vaccine locally with the help of the Cayuga Health System. The county is working to gather information on how many doses of the vaccine will be necessary to satisfy the first prioritization of long-term care facility employees and residents. For Kyle DeSantis, I'm Laura Cook, WICB News. A new version of the Winter Festival has come to Ithaca this weekend to celebrate the winter holiday season. News Director Jay Bradley has more. This weekend, the Winter Lights and Bites Festival began in downtown Ithaca. Like in past years, there will be a lot to do downtown to celebrate the winter holiday season, just this year obviously taking precautions due to COVID-19. A light exhibit will take place throughout the Ithaca Commons, including the fan favorite Sparky the Unicorn and other works like a singing lotus flower, an LED holiday tree, and more. The chowder cook-off that would have taken place for its 11th year has unfortunately been canceled this year, but don't worry, there's still food options. Inside, many downtown restaurants will be offering $5 bite-sized menus to explore new cuisines and discover new restaurants in the special Bite of Ithaca promotional event. The full list of restaurants participating, including places like the Alley Cat Cafe, Waffle Frolic, Gorgers, Luna, and more, can be found on downtownithaca.com, where you can find a printable passport of all the stops and at biteofithaca.com. Mask wearing and social distancing will be kept up throughout the event, and hand sanitizing stations will be available throughout the commons. If you go through downtown to see the lights and engage with the festival, have fun, but be safe. For WICB News, I'm Jay Bradley. This is Ithaca Now on WICB. I'm Cam Gasmer. This past week was host to Giving Tuesday, and on that day, the State Theater of Ithaca hosted a wide collection of artists, what they hoped would help spark a wave of desperately needed donations for the theater. Correspondent and news production assistant Hamandri Seth spoke to organizers at the State Theater and DSP shows to hear more about the Save Your Seat concert. Uh, the song I'm going to perform is a track called Two Hands, and it's about how even in the face of all of the adversity that I faced personally, um, I still have two hands and I can still create stuff, which is kind of amazing. So I hope that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to ponder how I am stressed when like plenty of my problems are coming from my OS. Many of us come from violence or happen to die for less. That was Samus, a 34-year-old rapper and Cornell alum, one of the performers at the State Theatre of Ithaca's Giving Tuesday concert, which was streamed live on YouTube and Facebook last Tuesday, the 1st of December at 8pm, promoting the State Theatre's Save Your Seat, Save Your Stage fundraiser, which aims to cover the financial losses faced by the theatre due to the pandemic. The event was also in honor of Penny Turco, a state theater volunteer who recently passed away. Samus's was one of 13 performances that were featured in the concert, including performances by the Abbott brothers, Arlo Guthrie and the Byrne sisters, Geb Moe, and other equally renowned artists. The performances were interspersed with messages from community members, 
as well as ex-community members who still have a deep connection with the State Theatre and Ithaca. Mary McDonnell, two-time Academy Award nominee and Miss Teen Ithaca 1968, evoked a cheer in the chat with her message. So did Josh Gates, host of the Discovery Channel series Expedition Unknown, and other prominent faces with Ithacan associations who made an appearance to show their support for the State Theatre. Watching the show was a great experience for me, and I would give it a 10 on 10, but to try to measure the true success of the event, find out how it materialized, and what still remains to be done, I reached out to the organizers, Doug Levine, Executive Director of the State Theatre, and Dan Smalls, President and Founder of DSP Shows. We are thrilled with how it went. Um, it, it, I mean, I'm really, I, my, me and my team, my staff, we put a ton of time and effort into it. Um, we actually started working on it way back in like June, believe it or not. Um, and, and, you know, also kudos to DSP shows for helping us get a lot of the artists as well. Um, but I'm really thrilled with how it went. I feel like the tone of the show was really good and heartfelt. Um, and yeah, we definitely got some new donors. That was Doug Levine. He told me how the idea for the Save Your Seat, Save Your Stage campaign came about. Uh, the idea for the actual campaign, the Save Your Seat campaign, actually came from another Ithaca College alum. Uh, Casey Martin is our director of marketing here at the State Theater. And, uh, you know, he deals with a lot of the, the social media uh, messaging and whatnot. And he said that a lot of people were commenting on a lot of, you know, we've been closed down since, since March, um, early March for that matter. And he said a lot of people were commenting on like, hey, you know, I got my favorite seat picked out. I hope you're keeping my favorite seat warm. You know, talking about a lot of people were just saying how they had their favorite seats at the State Theater. Um, and I know that for a fact that, yeah, there's certain parts that people just prefer to be at. So we, we took that idea and, and turned it into this like literal, you know, like save your seat at the State Theater campaign. Um, we're not actually like, you know, the seat isn't exactly yours forever or anything like that. But, you know, people are getting a, a plaque on the, on the seat and, uh, and a fun message on it as well. So it's working out really, really well. Dan Smalls told me how he and his company, DSP Shows, which is the State Theatre's exclusive talent buyer, have been involved with each other from the very beginning, saying that... DSP Shows and the State Theatre are pretty much joined at the hip in many ways. Um, it was kind of a no-brainer to work together. Smalls went on to talk about how the event came together, starting with the two previous online events they hosted after the spread of the pandemic, a tribute to John Prine and the Bob Dylan birthday salute, both of which can be found on their YouTube channel, State Theatre of Ithaca. Respectfully, you know, to honor John Prine. And it was really easy for that one and the next one. I mean, really easy is probably too strong, but it was much, much easier for that show and the Bob Dylan birthday tribute to actually get artists to record songs for us because that's what they were doing then. They were at home, they were scared like we were, and they were trying to get product out and stay busy. So it was a lot easier to secure the talent for that one. Um, we quickly learned that doing this every month wasn't going to be viable long term. Um, artists need to find a way to make a living just like everybody else. So we punted the Father's Day uh, version and decided, hey, let's just do one big thing in December. And um, I've been working at it for a while. I went to some very close friends. That's where the talent came from for the most part. You know, um, having the Avett brothers is people I can dial up on my phone and Graham Nash's manager and things like that. And Rhett Miller is a friend and, and Ketch is a good friend. It was, you know, and, and Margo and her manager is friends. It was, it was a lot easier, but I had to go to the well 
a lot deeper this time and really mortgage some relationships and say, hey, you know, they've got a shortfall, we've got to close it, you know, and, and, and it sounds like we're going to do that, which is great for the theater because I needed to be there, you know, does it help us a little bit, you know, but we're not sharing by any means as a, you know, in, in the, the, the windfall of this thing to the level of, of what we would need to survive. So, you know, hopefully this, this next round of legislation will pass and save our stages has some, you know, government funding to help companies like mine. Companies like DSP Shows have had to take a heavier share of the financial problems that the pandemic has inflicted upon all businesses with an inability to do fundraisers and lack of government aid that is truly helpful, among other things, they're not left with many options. Here's what Small said about his experience with government aid. You know, disaster loans, they're just loans. They have to pay them back. And there was no, our particular segment of the industry has zero pivot. You know, we're not a club that also has a restaurant that can do takeout that was slinging drinks out the front door when they were allowed back in the early days. There was there was no pivot for us. You know, we're not just a company that brings you shows. Uh, we're probably the third biggest driver of revenue or, or of tourism in Tompkins County behind the universities and the wineries, you know, and then and, and, and the, you know, the atmosphere and the gorges and stuff. We, we do X number of shows a year at the state theaters, let's say 45% of the people that come there are from out of the county. They don't just come for a show and leave more often than not, they're staying in a hotel, they're having a, a dinner, they're going out for drinks, they're shopping in the stores around the commons, you know, so there's, there's, and this is where I battled with, you know, our congressman's office, he's like, we don't support one industry, when I called Tom Reed's office, he wouldn't even pick up the phone to talk to me, I'm like, you're missing the point here, you're not just supporting one industry, you're supporting an overlooked industry that could use some help. They found some respite in organizations like NEVA and campaigns like Save Your Seat. Through organizations that formed during the pandemic, like NEVA, National Independent Venue Association, which also, also deals with promoters, they've lobbied very hard. Um, and it looks like this latest thing, as of now, you know, fingers crossed, the Save Our Stages Act is in there, and that could mean you know, up to 40% or so of last year's revenue coming in, which allows us to bring our people back and retain them, even though there isn't anything to do right now and probably not for the next four to six months. But, um, you know, it would be nice to see some help. The Giving Tuesday concert was a way for Smalls to get a little closer to what he believes his job truly stands for, connecting people. Like I always like to watch the comments to see what people, you know, what resonated for them, which acts surprised them or which ones were the most loved. Um, and there was three or four times as many as the first two, which was great. Um, I think making it novel and unique was important to that. I mean, the State Theater is the community's living room in a lot of ways, you know, it's where you could just go see a show and forget the troubles that you're having and, and connect with a world-class musician. And there's transcendence in that, you know, and, and I'm totally humbled and grateful every day that I get to do what I do for a living. You know, it's not like a job. Tuesday night was for sure the closest I felt to doing my job in six months. The Giving Tuesday concert added a big bump in Savior Seat sales, with the money raised now at nearly $110,000. But the campaign is still looking to close the gap by selling out the 1,600 seats in the theater for $100 each, making up for the $160,000 deficit that they faced this fiscal year. 
DSP shows also did about 7 to 8% of the business they did last year in the last couple months. Smalls told me that they will be back when they are safely able to do so and that he hopes that at that time, the community will have the trust that DSP shows will ensure that everything is safe and sanitary and that people's safety is not discounted. Levine told me at the end of our conversation why he thinks people should save a seat if they can. Venues like ours were the first to shut down and we very likely will be the last to reopen. And without support like this, we might never reopen. So we're, we're just asking the community to really get behind us and support us in our time of need. If you missed the stream and want to watch it now, it can be found on the State Theatre's Facebook page or their YouTube channel, State Theatre of Ithaca. For WICB News, I'm Himadri Seed. And here's some of Sam Harris from Ex-Ambassadors singing Unsteady from the show. Thank me later and go watch the whole thing. Support your local venues and support the state. The song is called Unsteady. This is Ithaca Now on WICB. I'm Cam Gasmer. The Ithaca Murals Group is looking to revitalize one of the murals downtown in response to the resurgence of Black Lives Matter protests. Correspondents Kristen Maitrey and Sam Siever have more. The local organization Ithaca Murals fundraises and provides their, quote, artivists, end quote, with money to help transform public property into pieces of art that, according to their website, tell the stories of diverse people that live in Ithaca. For WICB, I'm Christian Matry. And I'm Sam Seaborn. Tonight we'll be talking about the Underground Railroad Mural located on Green Street in Ithaca. Initially, the mural was created and painted in 2010 by the artist Jonathan Mattis. It depicts Harriet Tubman, an abolitionist, political activist, and American icon who escaped slavery, helped hundreds of other enslaved peoples escape their enslavement from the years of 1850 to 1860 through a network of underground routes, tunnels, and safe houses known as the Underground Railroad. The mural also depicts Frederick Douglass, who was a leader of the abolitionist movement, an influential writer and also a speaker and advocate for social reform. Like Tubman, Douglas also escaped slavery. Douglas and his wife also took part in the Underground Railroad by providing housing and necessities to escaped slaves. According to the Ithaca Murals website and Facebook page, the current project is intended to expand on Mattis' initial work by reimagining its design and expanding the mural itself. The project is a collaboration between Black artists and supporters of the project, community leaders, and more. The organization also expressed over social media that the reimagining of the mural is intended to add important context to the current resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. As we all know, COVID-19 has impacted the world and what we can do and when. Because of this, Ithaca Murals has decided not to work during these conditions, and Ithaca Murals does not want to cause any more spread of the virus until they know what is safe. The organization is also not working due to changing weather that is taking place. With winter and the dreadful snowstorms on the way, Ithaca Murals has also decided to pick back up their work in the spring when there is nicer weather. To help fund this project, the main way is to go to the Ithaca Murals website and look for, under murals, Underground Railroad Mural. 
When you reach that page, there is a donation selection option that you can choose from. Currently, Ithaca Murals has raised $6,931 out of $20,000 for their goal for the project. If you want to donate to the organization as a whole for the, all of their projects, go to the Donate tab and there will be a donation selection option as well. There's a Venmo username if you choose to donate that way, as well as a mailing address if you want to send in a check. Ithaca Murals has raised $8,285 out of their goal of $13,500. All the donations will go to support the project in every single aspect, including the use of high-quality paint, surface cleaning, and stipends for the artists. For WYCB, I'm Christian Maitri. And I'm Sam Seabor. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. And that's all for this edition of Ithaca Now. You can listen to all of our stories on WICB.org. And if you'd like to listen to past shows, follow WICB on SoundCloud and subscribe to Ithaca Now to hear this show anywhere, anytime. Also subscribe to the latest to hear our daily newscast every weekday. Just search WICB News Presents on your favorite podcast app. For more updates throughout the week, follow WICB News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This show wouldn't happen without the support and assistance from Manager of Television and Radio Operations, Jeremy Menard, WICB Station Manager, Sam Ives, Programming Director, Lou Barron, and News Social Media Coordinator, Gabrielle Topping. Thank you. Ithaca Now is produced by News Director, Jay Bradley, with assistance from News Managing Director, Celine Tutar, and Production Director, Hamadri Seth, and Correspondents, Kristen Maitri and Sam Siever. All the music from our show's intro and outro comes from Dr. Dundiff of Louisville, Kentucky. Have any feedback, story ideas, or just want to say hi? Feel free to reach out by emailing news at WICB.org. We will be back with a full episode of Ithaca Now at 7 p.m. next Sunday. I'm Cam Gasmer, and thank you for listening to Ithaca Now on WICB. Hi, this is News Director Jay Bradley chiming in to let you know that next week will be a special edition of Ithaca Now. Be sure to tune in at 7 p.m. on Sunday to hear correspondents Vedant Akari and Antonio Fermi take a deep dive into the issue of online education, how it's gone over the last few months, and how it has impacted people. You'll hear a wide variety of voices and hear how the fast transition has affected the student population. Here on 91.7 FM WICB, thanks for listening to Ithaca Now.